Oh, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. What could be more fun than this? When I you're know, with Kingdom Pursuits. And yeah, absolutely. Where God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And so, how cool. I'm with Kyle Justice. And he, Awesome Science Media. Yes, and I'm actually Pat Roy. I work with Kyle Justice at Awesome oh. Science Media. Yes. <laughs> Pat, I am sorry I was looking at this card. But no problem. It makes sense. I handed you my card, and it was actually somebody else's. No problem. No problem. So, Pat, tell us about Awesome Science Media. Awesome Science Media produces all kinds of videos that show the scientific evidence is in harmony with God's Word. So, some of the exciting broadcast uh, videos we've got is uh, Dino Hunter, where we talk about actually going out and uh, digging up dinosaur fossils and talking about how those support the worldwide flood. Uh, we've got debunking evolution that goes through and debunks all of the tenets of evolution. And so there's a lot of different videos that we do. We've got quite a few different titles. And uh, it's kind of fun because, as you know, Robbie, the scientific evidence is in harmony with God's Word. And I feel that not many Christians realize that or have really dug into that. So, Pat, you personally... You know, one day you must have come across something, and you went, "Oh my goodness, God is right in the middle of this." Tell me that story. How did how did He get your attention on this being your passion, so to speak? Well, uh, I've worked in radio my whole life, have you? Uh, and uh, the Institute for Creation Research needed a broadcast director, and so I went to work for the Institute for Creation Research, thinking that uh, radio was my passion. But I began to realize that the creation message has the power to change lives. And at that point, probably a couple of years of working for the Institute for Creation Research, I finally went, wow, you know what my real passion is, is creation. And Robbie, it's because I think when people believe, well, a lot of times they believe that we've got a faith just like everybody else, right? you got your Muslims, we got your Jehovah's Witnesses, we just happen to be Christians, right? But I think when they realize that God's Word is in total harmony with science, it turns wimpy Christians into powerful Christians. So how did that happen for you? What did you what did, what did you see that you went, oh my goodness? Well, okay, so uh, at the Institute for Creation Research, I used to go out and speak it, and I would just see people come up afterwards excited about their faith and, uh, and hearing testimonies from people that said, now I understand that this is real. It's not just a bunch of stories, but it's real. And uh, for me, I think that was the aha moment of going, Wow, this is the type of message that has the power to change lives. So share some of that realness with our listeners. What, 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 when you shared at those conferences, what got people's attention? Well, I, I think it's just the fact that they can trust Genesis, right? So when you look at all the design around us, we see incredible design everywhere. Uh, and that's amazing when you see that. Uh, we're told that the Earth started billions of years ago, that evolution is true, that we really don't have any purpose in life. But in reality, what we see is we see that uh, there's total evidence that shows that we were designed. Not only that, but we see all kinds of evidence that there was a worldwide flood. Uh, Robbie, one of my passions is going out and seeing all the different dinosaur graveyards that are out there. And you see mass amounts of dinosaurs that are buried with uh, lungfish and reptiles and birds and all of these things. And you think, how much power would it take for an event to pull birds from the air, fish from the water, dinosaurs from the land, rip them apart, jumble them, slam them down, instantly bury them and fossilize them, and you say, wow, that points directly back to the worldwide flood again. Wow. Yeah, so in those fossil beds, that, that they, obviously you've got evidence that birds were slammed down too? Yeah, you find birds, you find fish, 
you find salamanders mixed in with, with the dinosaur fossils. And so what it really shows is that there was this huge catastrophic event that was pulling all of these creatures from all of these different environments and just fossilizing them very rapidly. Wow. Total evidence for the flood. Matter of fact, a lot of times when people think dinosaurs, instantly they think millions of years. But instead, I think these dinosaur fossils, when we find them in these graveyards, are exact evidence of what we would expect to find if the flood was a, was a real event, which it was. We, we know that because of what the scripture says. So what you're working on now? Uh, we've got a lot of different episodes. We've got a, an exciting uh, zoo episode that's coming out where we're going to be talking about the design of different animals. Uh, we're working on more episodes of Dino Hunter. We've got a series called Dino Kids where it's made specifically for kids. And so there's all kinds of exciting projects coming up. Again, all of them designed to show that there's scientific evidence that is in harmony with God's Word. All right. So obviously dinosaurs, kids love dinosaurs. They do. I meet so many Christian parents who are Christians, but they're letting their kids watch secular media. And, of course, when it comes to dinosaurs, they always talk about the millions of years and all of that stuff. And I think it pulls a lot of kids away from their Christian faith. And so we're trying to provide an alternative to that. And so how old are you, are you guys saying the Earth is? Well, when you do the chronologies in the Bible and you add them all up, uh, because a lot of times I'll ask people, where does the Bible say how old the earth is? It really doesn't say. But when you do the chronologies, it says so-and-so was born, lived so long, had so-and-so, and then they gave birth. And not only that, but it tells you how long the, the kings ruled. It tells you how long the judges ruled. When you do all the math, uh, it turns out to be about 6,000 years. And so scientifically, we've been told that scientifically there's great evidence for that. Truth is, most of that's based on radioisotope dating, which does not work. Lots of examples of that. However, there are hundreds and hundreds of ways that we can see scientifically that the Earth is young. Yeah, and, and actually, the kind of good news is the Jews um, keep up with it. Actually, from the day that Adam was created, they, they right. consider that to be the first day. And so, uh, interestingly, they consider this to be 5781, just so you'll know. Okay, um, right. 5781. <laughs> Very good. That, that fits pretty well, doesn't it? <laughs> it fits absolutely perfectly when you when you think about what they what they've done is they've they never kept up with the Roman calendar. They that wasn't right. real to them. They right. you know, they kept up from their perspective from, from the day right. that Adam was created and and, the, and then you get the countdown. The fascinating thing about that when you study it is that they believe that the world will only last 6,000 years in keeping with the number six. Yes. Very interesting, that, right? Right. It was the sixth word from the cross where Jesus said, it is finished. Oh, wow. I've never thought about that before. And six being the number of man. And you might have heard something in Revelation about 666. Yes, absolutely. Right. And, and so um, I find that all very fascinating. I, don't, I do too. I, I I'm like you. I go with what the Bible. Here's what the Bible says. Right, exactly. And, you know, you can do that. But right. the thing that just is absolutely mind-blowing and it's absolutely beautiful, in my opinion, is that when you do those chronicles, you realize that, oh, my goodness, Noah hung out with Methuselah. I mean, there's, there, these are real things. And that, right. that clearly when uh, Abraham was... You know, meeting with the king of Salem Most High, it, it likely really was Shem. Right. Um, and these people were contemporary, and the Bible says they lived all these years. Well, 
What is that like right. from your perspective with the science that you've studied? Uh, how would I explain the longer ages? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's a guy by the name of Dr. John Sanford who's an expert in uh, the human genome. Matter of fact, he did genetics his whole life, and so he was a, a leader in the field. And here's what he says, is that if you start man off with a pure genome with no mutations in it, that you're going to have much longer lifespans. And then the, introduce, uh, the introduction of the fall, and now you've got the introduction of um, mutations taking place in the genome man's lifespan would start to decrease. And what's interesting is he's actually done a study of how quickly the lifespan would decrease after the fall, and it lines up pretty well with that bell curve. So about the time of the flood, all of a sudden you would start seeing much shorter lifespans as more and more mutations are being entered into the, uh, into the human genome. So it's really kind of an interesting study that he's done. Is that the answer? Is that what the Bible says? Well, no, Robbie, it's just an idea, right? <laughs> but it is interesting that if you started off with a pure genome, God made everything very good, and then man sinned, and then there's a curse of, of sin placed on us, and then genetically we began to deteriorate, right? Which would be shorter lifespans. So kind of interesting when you think about it. So Pat, you know, we run across this kind of stuff all the time when you're when you're people who confront you and say, how in the world can you say that the world is only, you know, 6,000 years old or 5,781 years old? You know, when we can find these um, carbon dating things that, that go back all these years and that clearly a geologist, and I know several geologists, that really struggle here. Right. And so I... You know, I'll be honest about it. I usually say, well, have you ever considered that it doesn't look like in the Bible that Adam was born as a baby? Like, who would have nurtured him? Who would have, you know, brought him up? It looks like Adam was born mature. Do you think that maybe when God made the world, he could have made it mature? But what? T tell me your take on that. Yeah, well, Robbie, a lot of times when I am with a group of people that believe that the earth is old, I say, give me all of the reasons that the earth is old. Almost all of it is based on radioisotope dating. Here's what I mean by that. They date rocks using radioisotope dating. They date the rock layers because of the rock ages. They date the fossils because of which layers they were found in. They date meteorites and other things in space due to the meteorites based, again, on radioisotope dating, right? Robbie, here's the fact. Uh, when Mount St. Helens erupted, seven years after that eruption, Dr. Steve Austin grabbed a rock, had that dated at a secular lab. It came out to be 350,000 years old. One of the minerals inside the rock came out to be 2.8 million years old. Dr. David Shorman dated a rock from the lava dome of Novarupta. It was 100 years old at the time. It came out to 5.5 million years old. Matter of fact, when you look, there's about 10 or 15 volcanoes that we know when they erupted, and we've dated the rocks, and every time they've come out to orders of magnitude wrong with the age. And so... We have proven over and over again that radioisotope dating does not work. And again, going back to it, when you look at the rocks, when you look at the layers, when you look at the fossils, when you look at meteorites, if they are wrong on all the dates with all of that, scientifically, they are in real trouble when they say the Earth is old. But now we can switch over and say, well, what about the evidence that the Earth is young? Well, there's a lot of processes that we could use to judge the age of the Earth using other things other than radioisotope dating. Uh, for example, how quickly is the moon receding from the Earth's orbit. Well, uh, when we wind that back uh, in time, we can see that that wouldn't have happened long ago, right? There's not enough time for how quickly that's receding. Or 
the uh, amount of erosion that's happening on con continents. That's happening so fast that you can't wind that very far back either. Uh, the amount of salt that's entering the ocean. Again, uh, there's not enough time to accommodate the amount. If, if it was really millions and millions of years old, the ocean should be salt blocks by now, right? Um, so there are just all kinds of, oh, the arms in our galaxy. Uh, we've got these spiral arms that are very distinct. If those were as old as they say they are, those should be totally blurred. We should not see distinct arms again. Matter of fact, Robbie, there are more than a hundred different evidences we can use to show scientifically that the Earth is young. But once you take away the radioisotope dating from uh, the age of the Earth, uh, there's really not a lot of stuff to stand on when it comes to the old Earth. Well, there you have it, folks. You can tell this is a subject of passion. Um, the awesome science media group. How? What's the best way that Pat that people can connect with you guys? Uh, if you go to awesomesciencemedia.com, awesomesciencemedia.com. Again, we've got all kinds of videos uh, that you can see. Uh, we've also got a uh, a platform that's kind of like the Netflix of creationism, and that's awesomesci.tv.com. Wonderful. Well, Pat, thank you. It was really fun. Robbie, thanks so much. You're welcome. I really God bless. It. God bless you too. Bye bye. Oh.